yesterday, hard day's night, yeah, help. <laughs> these are all these are all film titles based on songs. Um, there's uh, what's the ABBA musical called? Oh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. That's a good one. Rocket Man. Just yeah, reminded me. Sure. Uh, well, I, think, I mean, I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Not quite. <laughs> we will rock you. That was, <laughs> I think that might just be a. a, a <laughs> A stage show live performance recorded. Sure, <laughs> um, I think yeah, well, it's, Isn't it's it also a stage. We will rock you as a musical. Yeah, but I think it's about Queen. Yeah, um, and I think that's true also of mm. Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah, I, but it's 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 an example Based on of a song titles. Yeah, it's true. Gunnam song titles. It could have they could have called it Freddie Mercury. I'll tell you movie. one thing for for sure. Yeah. Uh, listeners, and that is that you're not going to be getting any in-depth uh, biopics about the history of an artist in this show. Oh, no, no, no. We will attempt, but maybe, but no. We'll be uh, either making it up if we do, <laughs> <laughs> or we more likely Video Killed the Radio Star is going to be literally about a video killing a radio star. <laughs> So from Kaylidsta, we've been given 99 red balloons. 99 red balloons. They're in this room right now. <laughs> Thank is... you, Kay. Thank you, Kay. She didn't give us a title. She just sent she a delivery. Sent a delivery of a lot, a lot of plasticky services, uh, services <laughs> which we well know that, that coronavirus lives on for quite a long time. <laughs> they're all red balloons. And they've all been blown up by, by someone's mouth. <laughs> Something tells me that that Kate Lister doesn't like us very much, Tom. <laughs> so, so Nana Red Balloons, we all know it. Well, we all know it, a. Eh? But also, you know what else we all know? What? The uh, uh, the amazing French film, The Red Balloon. Oh right. So this is this is a sequel. This is, this is very far down the line of yeah, sequels to yeah. to The Red Balloon. <laughs> I think this is just like it's 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 time, Tom. Yeah. It's not. We were going to skip over two through ninety-eight. Yeah. This is going to oh, yeah, be. Yeah. This is going to be. It's been it's, long enough that now. It's like. Do you remember the film The Hole? Yeah. Yeah, and how it had a sequel called Holes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Shia LaBeouf. Oh, can you imagine if that was true? <laughs> Oh man! And also, I had completely forgotten that Holes starred Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I am taken aback. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. There we go. Um, no, no, balloons by Nina. 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 All right. So, what's Nina and Red Balloons about? Uh, I, I, I think it's you know we we have a little bit of uh, uh, a kind of sort of pre-title sort of situation mm. where a child has this one red balloon and um, uh, it's sort of like in, in, in the previous, like in the before times yeah. Um, because we're going to have later on when this child's a little bit older, a late teen, let's say, yeah. um, they are going to be living in, in quite an oppressive state. Um, <laughs> but I think um, like... As a child, yeah. they're living in like uh, let's say like nineties uh, France, yeah. and they find this this red balloon, this red balloon, and it takes them on a journey out of school. They get in trouble. <laughs> oh no! But the kid doesn't care because they've got to catch his his red balloon. This is all in flashback. For those of you who've not seen the red balloon, yeah, <laughs> we, we summarize the entire film. Yeah. in about five minutes. It's of this pretty movie. easy to do. Yeah, it's, you could take it's a three kid. shots. 
kid chasing around a red balloon going and, and then balloon, and then the bad, balloon and then the bad boys uh, the like the naughty bullies yeah. they all fire slingshots at it and throw rocks at it yeah. um and and try and pop it but they don't manage it and then it catches it and then, you mm. know like um and I can't, I can't remember what happens at the end does the balloon pop or does it I can't remember I, I know it was the first film set to color Mm, yeah, because it, it had had the red. A lot, lot red of people blue. think it was uh, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: West Side Story had each individual frame painted. Wow! There you are. Red Balloon was the first film shot in color. A lot of people think it's it West Side Story. Actually, West Side Story was the first film um, ever to be set in the West Side. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a true fact. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> fact. <laughs> what people tune into our podcast for? This, film facts. This child, um, uh, you know, finds the balloon, and then, then the balloon. Um, the child eventually has to let the balloon go, mm. so that it doesn't get popped by um, the uh, by the, the, bullies. the bullies. Yeah, right? I'm throwing sharp rocks at it and stuff, and then the, the child is, is faced with either let the balloon go or keep the balloon and let it pop and so he sends Let's it out the balloon go across across the bay yeah out onto this coastal town mm. and out out to sea this 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 balloon gets blown out to sea 20 years later <laughs> that balloon has met 98 other balloons <laughs> well 20 years later well actually no Ten years later, because mm. the kid—it's like a teen, yeah, right. Um, that oh, kid yeah, is course. a bit, bit yeah. of a bit of a punk, yeah, right. Bit of an outcast, mm. and the the oppressive regime of the school has turned into the oppressive regime of the world, France. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the um, all these bullies have all joined like the the equivalent of like this fascist uh, youth group, yeah, and they're going out and like beating up willy-nilly can, can bully anyone they want <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i get what you're saying yeah um and they can like they're, they're like you know beating up people on the street beat up homeless people they mm. can just do whatever they want because yeah. they like um uh think of think of the guys from uh clockwork orange except government funded not government <laughs> hated yes yeah exactly um and uh the um, this kid played by who should we, who should we play uh, who should we have this this kind of teen play um, uh, played by? Josh Hutcherson. Josh, okay, Josh Hutcherson. Not, not seen him for a while. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, uh, it's like him or Taron Egerton, the two that you might. You <laughs> so, might... <laughs> Taron Egerton, I think, he's starting to look a bit old now. Yeah, like a bit, like sort of late 20s Josh Hutcherson still looks like he's five <laughs> that's fair so we have him just in a in one of those little domed rainbow caps with the propeller on yeah, the top with the propeller, at the yeah. start we just have him yeah. as a child then much like he wears in the Hunger Games yeah yeah. And the, then... the little cap with the propeller on top <laughs> and the lollipop and then when he's when he's, a, a, he's he, he ain't hungry in the Hunger Games <laughs> and he's when got he's... that massive lollipop the entire time when he's 19 yeah um, he's uh, he's not got that anymore. Instead, he's got a denim jacket oh. with pins on it. Oh, uh, like Lord. you know, some some like curb stompy sort of like Doc Martens on. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, ska music. Playing. Ska music is playing. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> it's 1970s England now. <laughs> this is 
He's <laughs> waiting for Tom Turgoose to show up. <laughs> this is England. Um, and anyway, he he saves the life of uh, of an old man. Mm. He's been beaten up under the under this underpass um, by these these like you know nasty uh, fascist boys. Yeah. Um, and he scares them off uh, by by getting a bag and like popping it so it sounds like a gunshot oh. and they all run oh man um, and uh, when does this army of red balloons get here oh, and what get do they do don't you, don't you worry about it Tom I mean do worry about it I need your help with this <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> I haven't okay. come up with the with, with the well uh, I think we, I think we should hurry on with how yeah the you're red right this is a, this is a deleted scene you're right no, sorry. this is a uh, honorable sing song yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, basically those kids will come back right mm. And they'll be like state-funded sort of stuff, right? Um, and this kid, over the course of this 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 thing, um, will um, start, or not even start, like join a kind of secret resistance movement, mm. right? And as that mounts, so does this old man who he saved introduces him to this resistance movement. And um, they don't have a symbol; they don't know what they're doing. But that one one act of resistance kind of sparked this thing. They all have patches on yeah. that are like a red balloon on a, okay. on, a, on, a, on, a on their like lapel. it's just a red circle, right? Yeah, it's the sign of the fascist government. No, no, the the the, the resistance ones. Oh right, oh yes. yeah, have, yeah, have the red yeah. balloon. Sorry, um, um, and as they're kind of mounting this big uh, sort of like resistance movement, mm. the army starts sending out rockets yeah satellite guided rockets that are gonna like <laughs> whoa that are gonna blow up the area that they're in whoa right they're tearing it down a la they live yeah yeah right and um they're sending in the army they're sending in everything and just as a rocket like starts they, they start arming these rockets and they're trying to they're trying to swarm mm. this this rocket site right and just as the rocket starts firing out um just this enormous fleet of red balloons just <laughs> jamming the like there's so many of them that um they jam the the, the targeting system of the rockets I, I would like up. as as the red balloons come in out of the deus ex machina yeah. of the story <laughs> i guess <laughs> you get sort of 90 minutes in you're like where the fuck are these red balloons? <laughs> um but i do like uh sort of sort of Wagner-esque version of 99 Red Balloons playing. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> While helicopters are flying across. Like, <laughs> apocalypse <laughs> now. <laughs> it's hard to do because it's such a happy song. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> to make it sort of very epic and... Um anyway, so yeah, they, they fly in and but then they're not gonna be they they start shooting the balloons. Mm. So then this, Josh Hutcherson uh Josh Hutcherson I I'm questioning it now. I got it right the first time and then Either I was way, like, wait, hang on. That guy Hutcherson does a big jump and, and, and basically what he does is he he um uh ups his mm. way over the <laughs> over the barricades yeah to flow over and then drops himself into the barrel of this big missile uh thing that's about to fire what blows himself up oh what and and uh, and, and so he blows the whole missile platform oh up. god um but uh, there's the fascist regime toppled it's toppled yeah 
Just Josh Hutcherson sacrifice. <laughs> Sliding down the barrel of a of a rock. That's that's how the song ends, right? That's the that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding down the barrel of a rocket. <laughs> I had a weird prediction. Yeah. Because um, I bought I bought the colour versions of Scott Pilgrim. I'm yeah. guessing in the next two, three years, Scott Pilgrim will probably be announced as a TV show. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just got one it's one of those things that I'm just like, the film is fine. It's it's absolutely fine. The film is fine. The books have a lot more to them yeah and flesh out that world a lot more than the, the film does so, to the point where the film feels like just a sort of like once you've finished the books you watch it and like oh the, these characters are talking now it's pretty nice but right the plot of Scott Pilgrim is very episodic right yeah so it would make a good TV show yeah that and a lot of like films from that era are now being turned into TV shows. Are they? Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's not oh. that era, but Lord of the Rings, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Snowpiercer is a very, very like again, very episodic in its nature. In a way. Based on a graphic novel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Again. Graphic novel, very striking film, very episodic. Are we waiting for the V for Vendetta uh, uh, thing, do you think? TV show. TV show. Uh, I don't know. V for Vendetta. Graphic novel. Episodic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of episodic. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a checklist of, of murder. Mm. Yeah, it is it Is like... It's a, it's a procedural, for a yeah. start. The, the, the graphic novel is a procedural. Mm. Um, where a man is Noir trying kind of, to track yeah. down this killer, yeah, um, a bit whilst getting into into yeah, well, it is a noir, yeah, yeah, um, in that like yeah, he, he's trying to track down the killer whilst slowly discovering the true the the truth behind the uh, the organisation that's trying to keep it secret. Yeah, um, Scott Pilgrim is beating up his girlfriend's exes every episode. <laughs> I'm. I'm you might be right, Tom. Yeah, but I can't say it'd be a series I'd watch. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> the the books are very good. Um, yeah, they like they sort of get you to like Scott Pilgrim a bit more than in the film. That would be a, a miracle. It would be a miracle, wouldn't it? Um, that and there's a lot more. There's like so many like B plots going off. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, it's great. I'm I, like I've I've ordered. Because I've had one and two in the colour version. Mm. My friend stole the fourth one. I don't know where that is. <laughs> so I've, I've reordering them in in colours so I can read them. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just like, this is pretty good. Scott mm. Pilgrim definitely going to be made into a uh, <laughs> definitely going to be made into a series. Into a series. If it's not, and you're listening to this, people at Amazon, get it made. <laughs> Because you're missing out there. Put it on the like C list yeah. of things you want yeah. to make. If you've got original ideas, yeah, yeah. If you've got original ideas first, <laughs> do those. Always do those. <laughs> mm. Like, like I, would, I would say that about Netflix, but their original ideas have been absolutely atrocious recently. Yeah. In, what have they done? Uh, too hot to handle. It's That's all not an original TV. idea. It's not an original idea, but it is a Netflix original. All right, Tom, I'm going to go out here and say this. Very much like people um, spending money on um, 
in, in, in games, a yeah. lot of people complain about like, why are you bothering uh, making an idle animation for this character yeah. when the balance of the game is still broken? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that Netflix is diverting budget from originals to the, 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 uh, reality yeah. TV yeah, because yeah. essentially reality TV um, is is made with what is found in the back of the sofa at Netflix <laughs> HQ. It costs nothing. <laughs> it costs. It, it costs, costs the price of a building and a production crew. It costs the price of a location, a production crew, and then whatever five pence prize they give to the to the winner a script writer <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy oh, oh boy and for a script writer to do their in in inverted commas reality tv and and to for in, in specifically too too hard to handle mm. they don't even have a presenter which is like 90% of production costs yeah the thing is though <laughs> i watched like three episodes of too hot to handle yeah. the concept of it made me angry the concept of it made me absolutely fuming. I'm sure it did. And I was watching out of pure horror. <laughs> and they got me. <laughs> I'm just a number watching watching a show. Mm. Yep, that's TV it's, for you. Yeah, it's why I kind of refuse to watch... Um, what's it called? That dystopian game show. Oh. Running Man? No, no, close though. Um... Um, Take me out. The one with Paddy McGuinness, where oh. he's got a load of women, and a guy comes down the the elevator, and he's like, "Women, choose if you want to date this man." And then he goes around and picks one of them that's left. Yep, it's it's very dystopian. That's pretty. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Na- nightmarish. <laughs> All reality TV is nightmarish. Mm. Um, if you watched reality TV, I'm sorry. You're wasting your time. Uh, yeah. Not not like not everything has to be, um, not everything has to be productive. I'm mm. not trying to say mm. that everyone in the world has to have all their time being productive. Yeah. But you should have downtime yeah. that relaxes you, or changes the way you think about things, or provides you with a story. And essentially, like, reality TV is the equivalent of, instead of eating, like, a sandwich for lunch, eating 12 crates of sherbet. <laughs> because the way it hooks you in is so, so time intensive. Yeah. That in order to get it, you've got to pump in all that time. But in addition to that, you aren't getting any, like, catharsis out of it, really. Yeah. Because what they do is they ramp up the stakes to nothing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of ang- it's social anxiety, like, in a box. Yeah. Um, and they and they just sort of, like, the way that they're trying to keep, keep you hooked in. It's weird because Blind Date, I get. Yeah? Reality dating shows, there was a lot of fun to that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun to take me out as well. Don't get me wrong. I've seen a few episodes of it. Some very Paddy McGuinness is sometimes very funny. Blind date, the concept of it is very charming. Sure, as in they can't see who they're going to be dating, and they and, and they and they ask innocuous but sli- they ask innocuous questions, and the uh, uh, and the people on the other side of the wall give essentially randy answers. I, th- I think uh, yeah, I, and I think right, this is because. 
Blind Date is the only one I actually see myself having a chance winning. <laughs> Tom, I think it's just... I think this is nostalgia talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you watched Blind Date now, no, just, you'd just, fucking just hate con- it. Just concept-wise, if I was on Take Me Out, <laughs> red lights across the board. Tom, Tom, you... If if Blind Date was on today... I'm not bitter about you'd it. You'd hate it. Yeah. You would. Well... <laughs> if Blind I mean, Date, was, yeah, on, if Blind Date was on today, all it would take was the first person to say, if you were a fruit... I mean, I'd hate what it. Kind of, I love eating fruit in the morning on top of my granola. If you were a fruit that I was going to put on top of my <laughs> granola, what would you be? Uh, it would only take the first person well, saying, let me tell you, I am a big banana, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it would only take that one guy, the first, the first character, the first person, the first player... Well, I'm not a big I'm not a big fruit fan myself, but I'd love a touch of your melons. Exactly. It would, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the guy at the end is uh, is just like, well, on my granola, I just like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. I would. <laughs> I just wouldn't get it. I would. Here's the thing, right? I would love to see Blind Date, and every time there's like a, a randy raunchy answer, so you just cut to the cut to the woman on the on the other side of the screen, just n- narrowing her eyes, or or even better, kind of uh, Tim from the Office looking into the camera and shaking her head. <laughs> it's and so... then and then someone says, "I just like strawberries on top of my granola." She's like, "All right, I like this guy." It's, it's... <laughs> Kind of why I like the SNL sketches that are like game shows, because like um, Meet Your Second Wife, mm. there's no game show to it. It's just they bring their second wives out, their future wives, <laughs> yeah. and they just cut to their wives in the, <laughs> the in the audience, and it's great. But yeah, I think Blind Date is the only one I can see myself winning. Um, yeah. Although I would ha- I would hate it. The philosophy of it, I get. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, got, it's, it's got, switching it's, up like dating shows. It's in, a, it's in a different order, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think Netflix have done. I think it's like Love is Blind or something. Sure. I've not seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. That one That one is, um, yeah, one of those weird things where it's like you can't see each other. You just have to spend inordinate amounts of time talking. Yeah. Uh, and then and then eventually you decide whether this one person you've been forced to talk to is is going to be your your partner. Yeah. Um it's, it's like the bachelor. I just don't want any of it interesting. No, I don't find it interesting either. Um, you know, I don't I don't you can you can switch up the dating game as much as you like. Yeah. I'm still going to be like oh. What would what would be right, Matt, your ideal dating reality TV game show? Well, Tom, if you I, pick me, I, I I spend my time pitching reality TV game shows. If you if you were to pitch a reality TV game show, what would it be? Does it have to be a dating one? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's find out. Shall let's we? let's pitch a reality TV game show, dating game show. Okay, so what are the main problems with reality TV dating game shows? The stakes are so low. The stakes are too low. The stakes are too low. All right. In in which case, um, <laughs> marriage has to come first. Okay. Because um, the uh, if marriage comes first, yeah, then all their capital is on the line. Okay. Like right, so... a messy divorce is going to yeah. mean that they have to pay lawyers' fees. They have to pay. Um, like the... right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, the winners are the first people to get married. 
No. 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 They all get married to random people at the start. Right? And the last people to divorce. And then they get put into mix and match scenarios. Yeah. Where, like, and and it can be like, you know, three people at a time, Mm. five people at a time, whatever. You get put into mix and match scenarios where it's it's contrived a lot that those that people from intercouple people are going to fall in love, right? Because if they then cheat mm. out of the marriage, yeah. then it's it's scot free divorce for the other person, right? Do right. you sacrifice half oh. of your 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 worldly goods for this love that you found on the island? <laughs> that- that's kind of like too hot to handle except everyone's <laughs> married. But the real winners are the people who make a massive polycule couple or massive polycule sort of like uh, relationship between like four or five of them and mm. then just happily go and live in in, 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 in like pool their resources to, to buy the island off the production company. Yeah. Right? And then take over. <laughs> I mean, my, my idea of a reality TV dating show would be one like Love Island set on a secluded island somewhere and then it just sort of plays out like that yeah and then uh, sort of they, they give them some downtime the camera crew leaves but we set all the all the hidden cameras going and the mines as well <laughs> no, no, no. Landmines. Landmines are safe for my ideal game of football. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> um, but, right, it's on a secluded island. None of them can get off. All the boats have gone. Yep. We then tell them that there's been a nuclear attack. <laughs> like, dead set, apart from without like, zombies. Like, dead set, but no one, no one's an actor. Everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks it's real. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and see see how it goes. See see what kind of Lord of the Flies shit kicks okay, off. Okay, so you just leave them alone after that. Yeah, just leave them alone with the uh, cameras rolling. Do you know? Do you know? The who- thing is, though, right? I reckon you could probably tell them um, that the world's ended and just continue to shoot it as normal, and they wouldn't know. Well, it depends. They'd continue you know. to do talking because, heads. Because if if I'm honest. I do know how some reality TV shows are filmed. Yeah. And a lot of them, in those intimate moments, there's just, like, three people behind the camera and a woman with a clipboard. Yeah. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I could imagine... <laughs> like, maybe you get the crew involved as well. Like, yeah. they all think it's it's gone, but they're all in on it. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, just like... <laughs> Why are you still filming? The world's ended... I don't know. I've got it's something to, to have something to do, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> something to do. Um, to peel back the veil of irony here, Tom. Yeah. My perfect, my genuinely perfect um, uh, reality TV show mm. was Big Brother season one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where it was a social experiment. Again, nostalgia might be clouding your no, judgment. No, because there. they didn't. They didn't do anything to try and contrive conflict. Yeah, I can remember the top three people can you well craig won craig won anna came second Uh uh-huh and then darren darren was the bold one darren was the third guy yeah Yeah. and then um it's like literally the same year i can tell you the top three people of uh pop idol (laughs) will young yeah gareth gates yeah 
Darius. Well, that, that one's easy. Yeah, that, that, one's, that easy. one's easy. Because Darius was also in pop stars. He was in pop stars. He failed well. in pop stars. Failed in pop stars. Failed in pop idol, and still managed to get still a record. Managed deal. to get a record deal yeah. out of it, which is pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive for a skeezy man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for a man who looks like he owns a less than reputable nightclub. <laughs> Um, but yeah, William and Gareth Gates, that was just like. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. I mean, like, everyone was they essentially that Gareth didn't win it. Who was They essentially for Will? crossed the line together. Yeah, yeah. It was, holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Will Young's still going. Not sure about Gareth Gates. I'm sure he's got a few fans. He did, out. That, he did that Spirit in the Sky cover with the Kumars. With the Kumars, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a while back. <laughs> yeah. Kumars at number 42. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. That was weird, wasn't it? That <laughs> right. was really strange. Let's stop talking about reality TV. <laughs> the thing that potentially I am the least qualified to talk about. I mean, it's just a fun time, isn't it? No. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember, remember when reality TV was good? Nope. No, no. I don't. No, no. I remember I when was... I liked it, yeah. I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, reality TV mm. kind of leads us on to our subgenre this week. Oh. Uh, young adult dystopia. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, young adult dystopia. Um, what's your favourite young adult dystopia novel? I actually novel, film. If, if I'm honest, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. I feel too old to really like any of the young adult dystopia. Stuff. Really? Yeah. Um. The 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 one I like. Yeah. Is Battle Royale. It's like, like it's it's in there. It's, it's in there. It's it's, it's it's you could argue that it's the originator of the genre um yeah yeah it was certainly out of the flies might be i don't think lord of the flies is necessarily dystopian it's not dystopian but there's also no the the world has ended at the end of lord of the flies there's there's also no sort of like against the against the big regime the regime yeah battle royale definitely is leans a lot more in on that man that's a good book yeah um (laughs) Films, it's, a, it's a great film, film as well. Is, like is, takes some risks. Yeah, succeeds on many of them. Yeah, I just uh, love the guy whose dad does everything. <laughs> yeah. that was, he's my favorite he's character. A liar. Yeah, the liar. He, I mean, <laughs> he he is. The, the the book might frame him as a liar. The film just I'm not sure if it's in the translation or not because the some of the bits are translated really weirdly. I think so the way the, the vibe I got from that guy particularly and mm. I know this is going to be not very interesting to people who haven't read Battle Royale. Yeah. Um but the way I read it in the book was that he was older than the rest of them. Yeah. Either having been held back or was he previously won the I I think I think the I think they they're both the same in the film and the book. So I remember in the film they both the the two guys that were in it were both winners of previous yeah. ones. So it it kind of just sort of gives the characters no hope in yeah. the fact that they they, they can win, win and they might get popped back in again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like uh, you know, he is playing down his like it's the thing with battle royale is mm. it's it's adulthood being thrust upon you. Yeah, it's the conflict of the world around you being thrown at you as a child. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's had to grow up really fast, mm. meaning, you know, he's won Battle Royale, then had to live an adult life and then been brought back because, you know, like he's, he's sort of, you, you're not able to go back to being a child. Mm. Um, and then he's been thrown back in this thing and now he has to be a kind of mentor because he knows how to do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, but, that's how I read that. But he just goes, 
yeah, of course I can cook. My dad's a chef. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course I can. Of course I can. Uh, captain a boat. My dad's, My dad's a fisherman. A, yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I mean <laughs> those those kind of add up. I know there is another one yeah. as well, where it's like, of course, of course he can, of course I can, my, my, but it's like, that doesn't mean you can do it as well. well no, that's but what that's, I always find weird. But because he's making it up, right? That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's a poorly constructed lie. Well, he so he do doesn't, all these things. So he doesn't have to talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good shout, actually. I do, I do like... It's, the way he learned these you, things, Tom, you, is traumatic. You, you kind of ruined my impression of that character, to be honest now. The way he learned those things is traumatic. He doesn't want to talk about it. Damn. Um, <laughs> everyone, well, that, that everyone makes, that makes a, a fun film a lot less. <laughs> everyone read Battle Royale. It's a good book. Yeah, um, but it's... other than that, like I didn't, I didn't like Hunger Games. Uh, I didn't read it to be fair. Mm. Um, I I haven't seen or read um, Big Chompy Machine Men. Um and big chompy machine men. Yeah, the uh, Rolly, Polly, Peter Jackson. Yeah, Mortal, Mortal yeah. Engines. Yeah. I forgot that's a young adult dystopian novel. Actually, um, that's uh, yeah, Mad Jacks. It's it's we'll it's it. not it's not my favorite it's not my favorite film, uh, young adult novel. But it's it's up there, novel wise, book wise. Um, I was gonna say the Hunger Games not my favorite one. Although Battle Royale, I think they're at a peak because they are. Ultimately, almost the same film. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, basically, the Hunger Games is battle royale except for white people. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> or, or I should say, people who don't want to think or read about, thing, uh, you know, like Japanese names. The thing I enjoy most about the Hunger Games and what it does differently to um, battle royale mm. is because I, I know in the book there's a bit about sort of how the media perceive. Um, the battle royale, yeah, in in the in that world, it's um, not explicit. No, no, in the book of the Hunger Games and the film as well, a ton is gone on like celebrity yeah. and image yeah. and how that affects your chances of winning, sure, surviving yeah. through. Adds a bit of the reality TV aspect of and it, and the fact that Katniss has none of it. Mm. <laughs> she, she, she. Decides to be her own person mm. and wins the popularity contest anyway. Sure, is great. It's, it's, it's kind of a um, homecoming queen situation. Yeah, but like she doesn't want to be homecoming queen. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they never do, Tom, in those films. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the first Hunger Games movie, because I know it's directed by someone different mm. to the other ones. The first Hunger Games movie is a really good, just a really good movie. Like it's, right. it's, it's shot really well. Like the performances are great. And, like, the thing is, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I like that. And then I watched the other ones. I can't remember seeing uh, Mockingjay Part 1 at the cinema. I could, like, I've, I've definitely been to see it. It's mm. why I started writing down the films that I've been to see at yeah. the cinema, because I just kind of, like, oh, I would say that was quite good. Mind I completely, Part 1 is. Yeah, I completely forgot. And Mockingjay Part 2, to some degree as well. I forgot mm. I went to see that, because they were just so boring. And I read the books a few years ago. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with the books. The first one's really good, and then it just the decisions Susan Collins makes mm. in those books are just boring. Like it, it just gets to I the mean, point where it's like, the, I like I just like the standalone Hunger Games. The truth right. is that um, revolution isn't pretty. No, 
and when you're trying to preserve your main character as a as a like a protagonist yeah um especially to western audiences yeah who are like uh let's say liberal mm. you know if you're like trying to sell it to parents or or, or, or children of uh people who are like you know kind of benefit from the status quo mm. <laughs> in the world then saying that essentially revolutions that work need to be bloody and yeah. ruthless and set up their own status quo yeah. is not where books want to go no. so what they'll what they'll tend to do is and it happens i think with the with like a lot of um a lot of kind of books about fictional revolution mm. is that they get so far and then they get into the both sides uh valley mm. where essentially they they kind of um march down this hill at full force coming against the, mm. the the government and then the government or people you know on, on neutral people uh start moralizing uh mm. and saying well you're you're the one who's taking all the corn to feed your army to to oust the evil king yeah. so aren't you the bad one well that's that's exactly the ending of Hunger Games, Mark yeah. and Jay, to be honest. Like, uh, <laughs> That's the... Yeah. It's, it, it's it's often that like, writers just don't kind of have the balls to say, and they had to kill people. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a very... Like, again, Hunger Games Part 1 is a great standalone movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just a lot of fun. Um, and going back to The Mortal Engines, great book, absolutely ruined by a film adaptation <laughs> i am not sure how they managed to do that yeah because it like it looks stunning mm. no one is dirty in That's it weird. none of the main characters ever get dirty like isn't, isn't the main character supposed to be like really misshapen and stuff like kind yeah. of like mutated or something it's like um like in ready player one where that girl's got like a birthmark on her face, yeah, and it's hardly noticeable. I didn't even realize that she had a birthmark on her face. Yeah, she like Hester, Hester Shaw, in the book is meant to be like half of her face is meant to be like fully yeah. disfigured because of a, a massive scar, um, and in in the film it's like oh yeah no that that this actress was has a career that she wants to be known for <laughs> her face, um, and. Yeah, I kind of hate when films do that. Yeah. Where they don't fully commit to... I mean, Tom Hardy commits to having his face covered for... All the time. Every... Like, what was the... Dunkirk? He was in that and wore a mask for the entirety he was on screen. But isn't it... And with Bane as well. Can't you not win awards if your face is covered or something? I don't know. Like, I think that I read something about the Mandalorian not being able to win Golden Globes because Mando has has, has his face covered all the time. That's so weird. Um, because there aren't enough performances. Yeah. Um, like, Baby Yoda's a puppet. Yeah, yeah. And Mando has a helmet on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Uh, I really like Mandalorian for that. There's hardly any actual human Acting, faces yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> and then you've got uh, Werner Herzog's voice, which is on another level anyway. <laughs> it's a bit it's, barely it's human. It's the voice of God, yeah. is what it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, and Baby Yoda had been uh, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> I want the child dead. I want the child dead. <laughs> but yeah, oh my god, I didn't even realize that. That's that's incredible. <laughs> that that's so weird. Yeah, if that's true, because big if true. 
Yeah, because it is it is Pedro Pascal who's performing. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He's doing the voice acting. Yeah. the most of the physical stuff. Yeah, but those are often yeah. two different categories. Yeah, that's so. It's weird. just like you're only allowed to put. You're only allowed these awards if you've got a face. It's yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so freaked out. Gina Carano should have won an award purely for being able to carry a fully armored Pedro Pascal Hang across about. a battlefield by didn't, herself. Didn't Bronson win awards? Yeah, yeah. He's got a big fucking moustache on that whole time. <laughs> Bronson, the real-life Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. America's ass, Chris Evans. Yeah. And... Which um, is kind of an insult. His yeah. um, <laughs> ass, Chris Evans. It's, 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 it's not his ass. Is America's ass? It's an insult ass. to anyone who's listening who's never seen America. No, America no. Endgame. <laughs>